Episode 2, MAGA Becomes a Four-Letter Word. This podcast is sponsored by Peter Navarro's best-selling book, Taking Back Trump's America, available today on Amazon. Taking Back Trump's America has become both the blueprint and battle cry for the modern MAGA movement and the coming war to return Donald John Trump to the White House in the 2024 election. Please buy Taking Back Trump's America today on Amazon and support Trumpism and the modern MAGA movement. Just why did the widely anticipated Republican red wave never materialize? There are many and varied reasons for this, but beyond any shadow of a doubt, three big reasons and one more huge reason stand out. The first reason may be traced to the massive ripple effects from the overturning of Roe v. Wade by the U.S. Supreme Court. While Roe v. Wade was arguably bad law that warranted overturning, it was the height of bad politics for the conservative majority on the Supreme Court to choose the worst possible time in the election cycle to make a decision that it could well have postponed until after the November 2022 election. I will grant you here that the U.S. Supreme Court is not supposed to take politics into its decision-making process. However, the irony here is that by failing to do so in this particular case, these supposedly above-the-fray jurists managed to highly politicize the Supreme Court itself. The practical effect of the overturning of Roe v. Wade was to mobilize a Democrat base, which at the time of the news was completely demoralized and consigned to an ignominious defeat in the November election. When that decision came down, leaked as it was to the press by partisan insiders within the Supreme Court, it was like manna from heaven to abortion activists and the Democrat establishment. What made matters worse politically for Republicans in the final weeks before the election is that the abortion issue looked like it was consistently playing second fiddle to economic issues like inflation. So, Republican strategists wound up underestimating and discounting the actual impact the abortion issue would have in boosting turnout for Democrats. The second big reason that the Republican red wave never materialized may be traced to what is an ongoing and often quite uncivil war within the Republican Party between its traditional Wall Street and rhino wing and the newly emergent populist and nationalist pro-Trump wing of the party. In a nutshell, we will talk much more about this in future episodes, this traditional wing of the Republican Party certainly shares an affinity with the Trump movement for low taxes and deregulation. However, this traditional globalist wing of the party sharply parts company with Donald Trump when it comes to Trump's insistence on fair, not just free trade, and secure rather than open borders. When Trump lost the November 2020 election, the traditional wing of the Republican Party thought they might have seen the last of Trump and went in for the kill in the 2022 election cycle. Indeed, during the primary election in the November 2022 cycle, it was open season on Republican MAGA candidates who professed an allegiance to Donald Trump. Most notoriously, on the Senate side, 
Republican minority leader and notorious rhino Mitch McConnell sought to derail the candidacies of pro-Trumpers like Blake Masters in Arizona, J.D. Vance in Ohio, Adam Laxalt in Nevada, and Herschel Walker in Georgia. Only Vance would win his race. On the House side during the November primary elections, Republican minority leader Kevin McCarthy likewise directed the spending of tens of millions of dollars from his Congressional Leadership Fund on attack ads designed to deep-six the candidacies of MAGA Republicans like Joe Kent in Washington State, Caroline Levitt in New Hampshire, and Sandy Smith in North Carolina. The practical effect of the McConnell-McCarthy-Rhino strategy, reinforced by the traditional Republican leadership of Ronna McDaniel at the Republican National Committee, was to mortally wound a number of candidates who would nonetheless win their primaries but go on to be ultimately defeated in the general election. Here, it must be said that it would be unthinkable for Democrat leaders in the Senate and House and the chair of the Democrat National Committee to orchestrate the spending of tens of millions of dollars on attack ads against Democrats in primary campaigns. Yet, that's exactly what their Republican counterparts did in the 2022 congressional election cycle. This strategic miscue not only wasted Republican donor money that could otherwise have been spent against Democrat opponents in the general election, those attack ads would mortally wound those Republican candidates who managed to survive and win their primaries. The most tragic casualty here may well have been Special Forces combat veteran Joe Kent, who distinguished himself fighting in the Afghan and Iraq wars, while his own military wife was killed fighting ISIS in Syria. When Kent threw his hat in the ring, as a Republican in Washington State's Republican-leaning 3rd District, the Cook Report rates it's a R-plus-5 district, the Republican House leader poured millions of dollars into vicious attack ads against Kent and in support of his opponent. While Kent prevailed in the primary, he narrowly lost in the general, and that never should have happened. The third major reason for the failure of the Republican red wave to emerge may be traced to a superior Democrat electoral strategy. Strategically, and in recent election cycles, Republicans have focused primarily on getting out their vote on Election Day. In contrast, Democrats fully leverage both absentee balloting and early voting and thereby give themselves anywhere from 30 to 60 days to stuff a majority of their ballots in the box. You don't need to be a mathematician to know which party has a better chance of maximizing their turnout. Memo to the Republican Brain Trust. On Election Day, any number of things can derail a voter. Maybe it's the flu. Maybe it's an unexpected business trip. Maybe someone forgets that it is Election Day. Or maybe long precinct lines present an uncomfortable choice of being late to work or, alternatively, heading right to the office. The Democrat strategy leaves none of this to chance. Of course, the Republican Party's heavy reliance on game day voting also opens up the process to strategic gaming of the system. Here, 
Democrat election officials understand full well that any added congestion at the polls on Election Day can shave a few points or more off of a Republican candidate's final tally as this reduces Election Day turnout, which favors Republicans. The poster child for such chicanery, although mere incompetence can't be entirely ruled out, is the recent November election debacle in Arizona. In Arizona, specifically Maricopa County, widespread voting machine and printer problems and resultant long waits almost certainly cost both Kerry Lake and Abe Hamaday victories in the governor and attorney general races, respectively. In summary, these three big reasons, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, Republican disunity, and a fatally flawed get-out-the-vote strategy, were indeed a big part of why the vaunted Republican red wave never emerged. Yet, what ultimately sealed the deal for the Democrats was a fourth reason, catalyzed at the time by an unlikely Hail Mary speech by Joe Biden on September 1st, 2022, some two months before the election. In that speech, Biden went full metal jacket on Donald Trump's Make America Great movement, equating those associated with Trump's MAGA with violence and extremism and calling MAGA Republicans a clear and present danger to our democracy. Warren Biden. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. Biden also sought to cull MAGA supporters from the herd of voters by calling on not just Democrats and independents, but also so-called mainstream Republicans to reject the violence and extremism that Biden insisted MAGA represents. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans, Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving American democracy than MAGA Republicans are to destroying American democracy. In the immediate aftermath of this unprecedented assault on MAGA, Biden was criticized across the political aisle for a speech that seemed in and of itself extremist. Yet the attack on MAGA would turn out to be politically astute, and the Biden cudgel was quickly taken up by both the corporate anti-Trump media as well as the Democrat establishment. Indeed, just six days later, a Reuters Ipso poll reported that fully 58% of the respondents, including one in four Republicans, said Trump's Make America Great movement is threatening America's Democratic foundations. And in that same poll, 60% of Republicans indicated that they didn't think Trump's MAGA movement represented the majority of the party. It should be clear here that if Donald Trump and the Make America Great movement are to succeed in the 2024 election, the American people must gain a much better understanding of what MAGA means and what the MAGA movement stands for. It is to this task that the remainder of this Taking Back Trump's America series is dedicated to. In our next episode, we will go back in our time machine 
to the birth of what has become the modern Make America Great Again movement. And you may be surprised to learn that the father of MAGA, at least as a political slogan, was not Donald Trump, but rather Ronald Reagan. In the meantime, I'm Peter Navarro with the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. This podcast is available on both Apple and Google. And if you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review. Heck, even if you didn't like what you heard, I'd love to hear what you think anyway. So see you next time. Peter Navarro, out. Look around, but tell me what you see Every day, more people in the street Too bad, they sent our jobs away In China, they're not workers, they're just slaves People wait it's a world of trade and greed And the CEOs get richer And our jobs all move offshore Oh, 